You're listening to episode number 28 of the Nightingale podcast. This week we are going to chat with Laura. She is on the final countdown to getting her RN degree and this is such an exciting time to chat with her just because she has been in the thick of nursing school and has experienced the stressors, she's experienced the highs, the excitement of it all, but also she's experienced the stress and the anxiety and the things that come with being a full-time student and just trying to manage this new way of education. She's also at a time where she's about to graduate and we chat about her upcoming exciting endeavors and so this is just a really fun time to check in with her and she has just an infectious attitude that just really bleeds out into her personal life, into professional life and she is well known in the Instagram world because of this. So we chat today just about her nursing journey so far and what an awesome timing because it is Nurses Week. Happy Nurses Week to everyone who is listening to the podcast. I love that we get a whole week as nurses to celebrate. Obviously, we are celebrated all the time just because of the diversity in the nursing profession as far as just how many ways we can reach other lives, including our professional counterparts and just our patients and their families. So I think we are always kind of celebrated for that aspect, but this week is a fun time to just just be recognized, especially on the side and just to celebrate all the amazing nurses, nursing students, past nurses, everyone in the profession, and I'm excited to chat with Laura on this episode because we chat about something that is so important, and that's kind of work-life, school-life balance, and how we can take care of ourselves during this amazing, stressful profession. So let's dive on in and listen to what Laura has to offer to us this week on the Nightingale Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to the Nightingale Podcast, a podcast for nurses, future nurses, and well, anyone interested in the nursing profession. I'm your host, Dakota Falkowski, RN, BSN, and DNP student. Join us each week as I interview nurses from all areas of the nursing profession to uncover nursing opportunities that you may have not known even existed. You can expect to be inspired and maybe even a little bit motivated. The goal of the Nightingale podcast is to encourage you to think outside of the box, step outside of that comfort zone of yours, and reach for a fulfilling and unique nursing journey. So let's dive in and check out this week's guest. You never know, they may just have your dream job. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the Nightingale podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Dakota. I'm so excited to be on here. I am so pumped to finally be connecting with you. I know we chatted about it just right before we started recording, but our schedules have been crazy because we're (laughs) both students. And so I'm so glad that you are finally going to be sharing your journey on the podcast with me. Yeah, thank you so much. I know it's been a crazy few months for both of us and 
yeah, super stoked to finally connect. (laughs) Yay. So I would love to kind of just dive right on in by having you share with us just your nursing journey so far and just kind of what led you into nursing and kind of your little bit about you. Okay. Um, so I am graduating next month. Now that it's May, I can officially say that, (laughs) um, (laughs) I am getting my associate's degree in nursing, um, from just a small college. I live in, uh, Western Washington and, um, yeah, it's been a crazy journey. This is, um, I don't know that I'd call it a second career per se. I kind of spent, uh, my early twenties, um, kind of bouncing around. I studied public health for a while. And then I left that to work in the outdoor industry. Um, And I realized that I was spending more time in front of computer than I was outside. So Mm -hmm. um, I took some time off from that. And I lived in Bend, Oregon for a year. And I basically was a ski bum and wanted to find myself. And I started thinking about all of the women in my life who I admired. And I realized that they were all nurses. (laughs) Um, You know, these were just these badass women who spent their work days, you know, saving lives and healing families and patients. And then they would spend their off days skiing and hiking and backpacking and mountain biking. And um, I realized that that was the kind of, you know, work-life balance, if you will, that I had always wanted. Um, I'd always been fascinated with medicine. Like I said, I studied public health a little bit. Um, I had previously considered physical therapy. And um, for some reason, I never really considered nursing. But um, once I started to think of it as a career, I just kind of went for it. Did my prereqs, um, applied to one school, got in, and here we are, um, graduating next month. So yeah, that's kind of my roundabout way of getting here. And I'm just really excited for, you know, to be part of this profession and mostly for graduation, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love your story because I think so often we see just like this typical story of coming right out of high school and just, you know, you see these things that are of, I always wanted to be a nurse or, you know, <laughs> that's always been my passion, but that's not the story for everyone. And I just love that you were able to just take a step back and like, you know, going forward that like, this is something that you're really passionate about and, you know, you've had the time to think through it and really find the right career path for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, gosh, I must have changed my major a half a dozen times. I mean, times, I mean, I studied marketing and business and um, a few other things in addition to to public health. And I think um, public health is kind of the closest that I got. um, But then I realized that a lot of those jobs were cubicle jobs and things like that. And I wanted something more hands-on, you know, I wanted to be able to not sit at a desk all day. I wanted to be able to communicate, you know, face-to-face, one-on-one kind of front lines with patients. And um, yeah, nursing just basically kind of checked all of the the practical boxes, honestly, um, as far as, you know, job availability and um, income and, um, you know, it's a relatively short path to a really great career. And, um, you know, and then also fulfilling that, you know, need to help people. And um, yeah, so it just, 
like I said, once I decided on it, I just went for it and I would never change that. Like I'm, I'm not looking back anymore. Like this is it. I found it. I'm so stoked. And yeah. Yeah, that is so cool. And I think too that the amazing thing about nursing is that not only will all that previous like experience of you, you know, having those times where you didn't know what you wanted to do and you tried multiple different majors and things like that, that experience, no matter what it is, it can be carried forward in your nursing journey and kind of vice versa. If you get into, you know, your career, you have those other passions that somewhere, you know, deep inside were there that you can maybe pursue in a nursing way, you know, in the future, mm-hmm. there's so much need for public health with nursing. And just sometimes we don't have that awareness. And so that's really cool to have that um, double sided background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things I love about nursing. I look at, you know, my class has you mentioned, um, you know, the the student who comes right out of high school and knows exactly what they want to do. And we have several of those girls in our class and they're rock stars. Like I look at them and I'm like, you are 20, 21 years old and you just, you know, you're going to be graduating with this amazing career so young. And I just think that that's so awesome. And then we also have people in our class in their 40s and 50s that this is like a maybe even a third or fourth career for them. And I just think that that's what's really unique and special about nursing is these, you know, you get people from all walks of life and everyone's previous experience can really help define, um, you know, who we are as a nurse and how we care for people and how we connect with people. And um, yeah, it's, it's really awesome to see those, you know, different walks of life coming and, you know, into the same profession. Oh, for sure. I think I was I was kind of that one that came right out of high school. And I feel like on both sides of the spectrum, you have like my in my head, I was thinking like, oh, my gosh, like who who's going to listen to me? Like I'm the 19 year old, you know, coming into the floor giving meds, you know, and then you have on the other side, like you're kind of you're envious of the real life experience that these people have that are coming in their 40s and 50s and they're on the other end like you said thinking oh my gosh I wish I was younger so I think like you said it's just so cool that everyone has something different to offer mm-hmm, exactly it helps us better relate to the wide variety of patients that we'll have yes so I'd love to kind of hear what are your kind of thoughts going forward what have you loved in terms of like specialties and things while you've been in school I'm at a really small school, like I mentioned, and so we actually do, the majority of our clinicals are on um, med surge, so I've spent most of my time there, and I think that med surge is amazing. You know, you learn all of your skills, your time management, your prioritization. You see such a wide gamut of patients um, across the lifespan, and so I've been really grateful to learn a lot there, Um, and then we kind of do... um, like one or two day experiences in all of the specialties. So for example, last week I did um, two days in the ER and then a day in the ICU. Um, Interestingly enough, when I first started school, I thought that I wanted to work in the ICU. Um, My mom was a registered dietitian in one of the biggest ICUs in Denver. And so I kind of grew up watching her um, navigate that space. And I thought it was fascinating. 
and I did not like my ICU experience <laughs> last week. Um, I it was a big eye opener for me. Um, I found that I actually really loved the ER and you know the fast paced, never know what's going to come through the door. Um, surprisingly enough, I also really enjoyed um, pediatrics. Um, people that are close to me know that. Um, kids are not my favorite, and um, but I loved peds. I really loved um, working with the the kiddos, and um, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I think when you have, you know, a sick kid who's maybe not the nicest to you, it's a lot easier to, at least what I found, it was a lot easier for me to um, to understand that because they're sick and they're scared and there's you know, needles going in them and all of these different things where as an adult, sometimes it's a little bit harder for me to grasp, like, why are you being mean to me? Like, you understand inherently that I'm here to help you and, you know, they might be in pain and whatnot. But anyways, I found that it was a lot easier for me to um, uh, to understand, like, when kids were, I actually got kicked in the face by a four-year-old. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it was, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And we don't get a lot of pediatric options here. Um, most of our peds cases are actually sent over to Seattle. So I was grateful to have a couple days with the peds here. Um, and well, I'm uh, tomorrow, I'm actually interviewing for my first job. Um, so fingers crossed. Uh, it's a it's an acute care role at a very small rural hospital. Um, it's a critical access hospital, which has been in the news a lot lately with, mm -hmm. uh, our Washington senator, <laughs> um, but, uh, that role will be a little bit of everything. It'll be med surge, ER, uh, OB, and then possibly even a little bit of OR. So I'm really excited for that mostly because I don't really, you know, I think that there's a lot of people, I hear a lot, especially, um, you know, labor and delivery, labor and delivery, labor and delivery, like people who just know exactly what they want to do. And I'm not one of those people. I've, like I said, I enjoyed med surge. I enjoyed the ER. The only thing I have really haven't enjoyed so far is the ICU. So um, yeah, I'm really excited. Hopefully this job works out and I can kind of get a little bit of experience in everything. And um you know, in a small local community and really make an impact there. So I am so excited for you for this opportunity. I'm sure you are going to kill this interview. <laughs> Thank that, you. <laughs> I love what you just what you shared about like, thinking you were going to love something and deciding, you know, like, this is not what I love. And I mm -hmm. think that that is such a cool because I'm in an area where I really am not around critical access hospitals, really. And mm -hmm. I think it is so cool to have that opportunity, like you said, to try the different units. And mm -hmm. because we are so like pigeonholed most of the time, like into one specific area, once we get our mindset mm -hmm. on it. And like, mm -hmm. what an amazing opportunity for you to just see the different areas and be like, maybe you're not going to have to do it every single day, which makes it a lot easier if you don't love that area, but you get mm -hmm. to see everything. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I think it's really good for people to hear that and just to be open to trying different things because 
I think, like you said, we hear a lot of, we want to go to this huge hospital and, you know, do labor and delivery or do pediatrics. And sometimes that doesn't give us the great experience sometimes that we need or the variety that we need. So just thinking Mm -hmm. outside of the box of like, what else can I do to get this more experience? Like you said, you didn't get a ton of different opportunities in school, which I think is is somewhat typical. I didn't have a lot either. And I was at a pretty big school just because there's so when you're in a bigger area, there's so many other nursing schools around. So then you're limited, (laughs) you know, sharing that. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that is so awesome for you to just take the opportunity to get that experience after school and, and like decide, like going forward, hey, maybe you'll love this and you'll love the different opportunities. But maybe you'll find something that you're super passionate about. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's, it's been pretty interesting. I was talking to a classmate of mine about, cause her and I were, are kind of similar when, you know, we started school, we both were, you know, I want to work in the ICU and we're actually, um, we're about an hour drive and a half hour ferry ride from Seattle. And um, that is where Harborview hospital is, which is the level one trauma center in the Northwest. Um, it's, what uh Gray's Anatomy, Gray Sloan Memorial is based off of Harborview. Oh, okay. And um when I first started nursing school, I had this vision of like working my three twelves at Harborview and then like coming back to my like small town and living like, you know, my four days off and mm-hmm. the in the farm life and then like working in this, you know, big hospital and like that was my dream and that was my dream coming into nursing school and that was my dream for the first um gosh, probably six months to a year of school was, was something like that. And turns out that, well, dreams change. And um, yeah, now I just want to, you know, hang out and work in a small hospital and learn a lot about a lot of different things and see a variety. And um, yeah, so I think it's, um, you know, similar to the, you know, the high schooler who comes out of high school and knows exactly what they want to do. And um, versus the, you know, person who has changed their mind a few times. I think mm-hmm. that that's what's really awesome about nursing school is you get exposed to so many different things and so many different patients and so many different units and, you know, nurses who we learn from, who shape our experiences. And, um, you know, the ideas that we come into school with aren't necessarily the ones that we, you know, the ones that we leave with. And I think that that's really cool. You know, just the options that there are as nurses, there's just, it's endless and really cool to be able to, you know, get that one degree and then have dozens and dozens and dozens of options. And yes, it's so true. (laughs) I think too, you're going to have like at a hospital like that, you're going to have a better learning experience because you're not like my first job was in a big um, teaching hospital and I've mostly worked in teaching hospitals since, but you're limited in that you have residents, you have more med students, you have more nursing students that you're, you're not doing as much as like you, your role isn't as large as it would be in a smaller mm-hmm. hospital where you, like you said, you don't have a dietitian there every day or you right. don't have <laughs> yeah. a residence or, you know, so yep. I know like, the hospital I work at, we have a smaller kind of satellite hospital that literally just has like a small inpatient unit and um, not even inpatient. It's more of like a hospice. And then they have an ER that if anyone's mm-hmm. admitted, they are 
they are sent out to our bigger hospital or one of the larger hospitals. And I am so anxious when I'm there because like it is <laughs> that you're so on your own and you have to mm-hmm. be confident in your skills. And if something goes down, you don't have 20 people, you know, in your ER mm-hmm. to help out. Like yep. you have to critically <laughs> think and you have to like be ready to step into multiple different roles. So I think that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I um, was actually shadowing in the emergency room at the hospital I'm hoping to work at and um, a car wreck came in and there was multiple different patients and it was just one nurse and one physician. And it was amazing to see, you know, how they worked with the EMTs and the firefighters and the way that they, you know, just these two, you know, one nurse, one physician, the way that they triaged and treated everyone and, um, it was it was really inspiring to see you know that like small but mighty um uh mentality and how they just they handled it and like you said without the resources that a bigger hospital would have it was um yeah it was really neat to see so i'm excited to to be a part of that and it's i mean hopefully <laughs> assuming that tomorrow goes well i guess yes um but yeah I'm, i think that it'll be a really neat um you know learning opportunity and it's a little intimidating, absolutely, to like, oh, man, it's just going to be me. But <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be really awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important to realize that every everyone is like freaking out going into their first interview, whether obviously <laughs> it's nursing or anything. And just the most important thing is just going in like like with your excitement that you have for the position and with your confidence, you know, that, hey, Mm -hmm. I can, I realize that this is going to be challenging, but I'm prepared to do X, Y, and Z to, to combat this. So I think Mm -hmm. that is so important kind of going and realizing. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Yeah, last time I had an interview was, gosh, probably like eight years ago. And we talked about skiing the entire time for the outdoor (laughs) company I worked for. So um, this is different. <laughs> it'll be right? interesting to see, like, the what are your strengths and weaknesses question. Right. So, yeah, I've, I've got some practicing to do right here today, but. <laughs> you can do it. Thank you. <laughs> Friends, starting a new position is scary. It's frightening. It's overwhelming. It's exciting. It's all of the things. I know. I've started many new positions in my time as an RN. But really, it doesn't have to be as difficult as we try to make it. Through these experiences, I have gathered five tips to starting a new position and making that transition as smooth as possible. I have created a free guide for you as my listeners to make this transition as seamless as possible and allow you to really excel in your new position. So if you recently started a new position, you are going to start a new job, or you know someone who's going to start a new position. I mean, come on, you have to fall into one of those three categories. Then head on over to the nightingalepodcast.com to sign up to receive your 100% free copy of the five tips PDF. I'm here to support you through all your new ventures in your careers, and I believe these five tips are going to do just that. So head on over to thenightingalepodcast.com after this episode and download your free guide. I mean, come on, what do you have to lose?
So I want to kind of switch gears and chat with you about something so important through nursing school. And you will be able to testify and just share kind of your experiences with this. But like you said throughout, it's so stressful and there is a lot of time management and just things to tackle, especially if you haven't been in school for a while or you're just kind of coming into a new type of schooling. So Mm -hmm. self-care is like (laughs) so challenging during this time. So I want to chat with you about your take on this. Yeah, um, it's something that I'm super passionate about. I am, yeah, self-care and healthcare is my jam. Um, And it used to not be. Honestly, I Um, When I started nursing school, I remember at our orientation, we had a woman from the local scrub store came in and gave her spiel about her store and um, her discount. And then she said at the end, she said, and I recommend that you size up in scrubs because everyone gains weight in nursing school. Oh, my gosh. And I was a little struck by that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it was something that I'd heard a lot, you know, when you... Um, you know, the narrative of you're not going to have a life in school, forget about hanging out with your friends in school, your family's going to forget who you are in school. Um, And we hear that a lot. And honestly, it really pisses me off. (laughs) Um, Because I I don't believe that to be true. Um, I, you know, I don't have kids. I, I am married, though. And Uh, We actually got married last summer, the year between my first and second year of school. And um, my husband is incredibly supportive. I cannot imagine doing this without him. But, um, you know, it's still, uh, you know, so I feel, I guess, very fortunate in that um, I don't have to work. You know, I don't have kids who are wondering why, you know, mommy can't play with them because she has homework to do. I mean, nursing school is super stressful. It is unlike anything I've ever done before. You know, just everything from even the exam questions thing, unlike any other um, exam question I've ever had, you know, there's four right answers. Like, how do you pick the right, (laughs) right answer? And it's so different. And the hours, you know, when you throw clinicals in the mix and you have to be out the door at 5am and, you know, going all of these different places instead of just to class every day. It's a lot. And it's a lot to take on. And so anyways, my, my first year of nursing school, I bought into that narrative of you won't have a life. Your family will forget you. Um, you'll gain weight. Like you'll be stressed. And I, I totally bought into that. I did not take care of myself. We were eating takeout like four times a week because I told myself I didn't have time to cook food. Um, I never worked out <laughs> and I was miserable. I was rude to my husband. I was stressed. I wasn't sleeping well. I was doing great in school, but the rest of my life was like falling apart. And so the summer between my first and second year, I did, I spent all of the time possible I could outside. I was hiking and running and biking and just like kind of soaking up, you know, all of the amazing Washington sunshine and I started to realize like this is what makes me happy and I realized that I was not going to go into my second year the same way that I came out of my first year and that something had to change (laughs) and so I just I made a commitment to myself that I was going to spend like 30 minutes every morning working out at my house and I was going to try and meal prep on Sundays 
And maybe instead of having takeout four times a week, we would have takeout like once or twice a week. Um, <laughs> and it has made all of the difference. Um, the time that I spend in the mornings working out or reading, um, Rachel Hollis, I just like keep rereading her books. Um, mm-hmm. They're amazing for mm-hmm. mindset and just that kind of like you can do this attitude. And it's just really like the time that I spend on myself before I go and take care of other people has, yeah, it's just, it's really made all the difference. It's made my second year, like, honestly, has felt like a breeze compared to first year. It has made it so much more manageable. I'm so much less stressed. You know, I have just as much going on, but it's, you know, taking care of myself enables me to better take care of all of the other things. And so I really wish that that was something that um, was more ingrained in nursing. You know, I think that people go into nursing because they want to help people because they care about other people. And it just, you know, it breaks my heart that we have these, these people who just all they want to do is help people, but yet they, you know, we don't have time for ourselves. And I think that that's the really, like I said, kind of, I mean, it's a heartbreaking narrative and I really hope that we can change it. And I think that it is changing, but not fast enough. <laughs> you know, we see really high rates of burnout and, you know, stressed out students and nurses eating their young and things like that. And I think that it can all stop if we can all take care of ourselves. Yes. that's my vision <laughs> well it's so true too because you think that like you said like your first year and your second year nothing changed other than you taking care of yourself and you just felt like so much more relaxed and less stressed and were able to manage things and mm-hmm. that is kind of like we think that while we're in school that wow, the end is in sight, you know, like I am going Mm -hmm. to, we're going to have so much more free time and then I'll take care of myself. And you're always looking ahead to like when, when you'll have the time to do something. And the reality is not Mm -hmm. that much changes when you're done, you know, you're like, oh, I have three 12 hour shifts. Those other four days I can relax. But like, then it's like reality of I have like, then you start a family or then you have bills to pay, you know, you have Mm -hmm. errands to run. There's just always going to be something. It's so awesome that you just have made it your purpose and your passion to instill this self-care for you and for other people during nursing school, because that's the building blocks of the rest of your career. And if you don't take that time to do it now and you don't set those routines and those just consistencies of self-care, you're never going to do it later on. And you're going to be mm-hmm. a mean wife. You're going to be a mean mom, you know, because you're going to be yep. crabby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's, yeah. that's why we have burnout. You're so right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's that whole idea of, you know, if we wait for the right moment, we're going to be waiting forever. And, you know, it, yeah, like you said, it's you think you're going to have all this time after graduation, but then, oh, you're taking, you know, you're prepping for the NCLEX. And then after the NCLEX, you're starting a job and that comes with a whole new set of overwhelm. And maybe you're doing a residency program. And so you still have assignments or, you know, maybe you're going on to your BSN or your MSN or your DNP. And it's just, yeah, if we, if we wait for the right time, we're going to, we're just never going to start. And, you know, I think especially I, I started to look at all of the patients that I was taking care of on med surge. And it's like, 
you know, by and large, most of the people there are there because of things that they could have prevented via, you know, a little bit more vegetables and a little bit more movement. And mm. I, you know, it's, it's important, I think, as, you know, nurses are the number one trusted profession in the United States. And if we as nurses and, you know, as nursing students can establish those habits early on and truly lead from the front, you know, if we are the one of the largest professions in the United States and the most trusted profession in the United States, and we can lead from the front as far as like taking care of ourselves and, you know, stress reducing measures, be it, you know, exercising or eating well or sleeping eight hours a night or reading personal development or listening to podcasts or, you know, playing with our kids or, you know, day night with our husbands or wives or whatever. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's like this, just the ability of nurses, I think, to influence the rest of the country as far as health and self-care is huge. I think there's a giant, giant potential there that um, it'd just be really wonderful if we could all tap into. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> I think, I think it is, it's a, it's a shift that we need to make. And like you said, it's just those changes that produce so much more energy and things. And I love, I love Rachel Hollis too, who doesn't love her right now. <laughs> right. But just even how she just says like, wake up an hour earlier and get your self-care and whether it's like you said, if, if it's reading or if it's just sitting and meditating or if it's, you know, mm -hmm. just doing what you want to do, if it's working on a side hustle or just something else, mm -hmm. waking up an hour earlier before your clinical day or waking up an hour earlier before your shift and getting that movement in and eating well, like it is amazing how much more energy you have. It's not the opposite where you think, oh, I'd be so much more exhausted. No, it's, mm -hmm. it's exponential energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely life-giving. I mean, I, my first year I would get up, I kind of have always gotten up around the same time and I would show up to school an hour early and I would kind of, well, I would tell myself that I was going to use that hour to study or to do assignments and whatnot. But really what I would do is just like sit and like scroll Facebook or, mm -hmm. you know, gossip or whatever, like just like horrible practices. Um, and now I still get up at the same time, but instead of going to school an hour early, I spend an hour working out and reading and like, you know, making a salad for my lunch. And like you said, it's, I have so much more energy throughout the day. Um, you know, just because I'm spending that hour filling me up rather than trying to check more boxes or do more things and, you know, school related and it's all going to get done. You know, it, like I said, nothing has changed It all. It all gets done, but now it gets done with a little bit more joy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so true. <laughs> So for you, what does it look like to continue to shift this mindset and to kind of promote self-care? Like, what do you, what is your goal or your um, ways of promoting this? Well, as you know, I'm huge on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> um, I love sharing just like my workout clips with people. Um, I love sharing like quick and easy recipes are my jam. Like I love, I, so my meal prep looks, I think a lot of people when they meal prep, they are, they envision meal prep as like, I'm making all of these meals on Sunday and I'm eating the same thing for every single meal mm -hmm. and throughout the week. And like, that sounds 
frankly horrible to me. Um, I enjoy my time in the kitchen. Um, that's part of my kind of relaxation, I think. But I also don't have, you know, an hour or two to spend. So I love like quick and easy recipes. I love sharing those with people, proving that it's possible. And right now I'm just running basically support groups for women who are, you know, interested in getting started, who maybe don't know, you know, what to do or how to get started or what exercises to do and whatnot. And so I just use workout videos that I follow along with at home. Um, you know, going to the, I used to go to the gym a lot, but that commute time is something that I don't really have. And <laughs> I don't like to think about what I'm doing at the gym. Like, I feel like that's just, you know, our, my brain is exhausted. It's trying mm-hmm. to absorb like all of this info from nursing school. And um, I found that it was just like one more thing that I didn't want to think about. So now I just use a video platform and I just, you know, I follow along and I just do what the video tells me to do. And 30 minutes later, I'm sweaty and sore. And yeah, to answer your original question, my kind of, my vision is basically just to um, continue to share the resources and the things that have helped me. Um, I think that that's the best way that I found is just to share my journey and to share what has been helpful to me in the hopes that it may help and inspire others. And just to um, to prove that it's possible through yeah, sharing my journey, mostly on Instagram um, and, uh, you know, within my classmates and, you know, hopefully one day within the walls of a hospital. And, you know, I love following you on Instagram because <laughs> you can see that and you can see your just excitement and your energy and you're so inspiring in that way and that's what we need like we need that for (laughs) not only self-care but just nursing in general and just being like you know a confident strong woman and I love that about you and I know that that's why people love following along with you on Instagram and I think that you are the perfect perfect example too of like we talked about earlier where you have time to like while nursing school is so stressful and so you know time consuming and just kind of you have to be strict obviously and you're studying and things but like you you do have that time if you make it to pursue your passions and to inspire Mm -hmm. other people and you're doing that (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah I think it's it's all in it's all in the stories that we tell ourselves and the um you know if we continue to tell ourselves that we don't have time or we don't have energy then that's what's going to manifest but if we tell ourselves that we have the time and we have the energy then we'll make the time and we'll make the energy and so it's yeah it's all in the stories we tell ourselves I think oh for sure so how tell people how they can kind of keep up with you and find you on Instagram uh, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Scrubs Grubs P N W. Kind of all-encompassing um, nursing food and all things Northwest. I'm super passionate about where I live. Um, and I have a blog too. I honestly that has kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit, but um, I'm hoping to pick it back up here. Um, and that is ScrubsAndGrubs.com. And that's nursing and recipes. And soon we'll also include um, a little bit about, you know, my nursing journey. And then my husband and I just bought a bunch of property. And so we're going to share 
um, our journey in building and um, kind of homesteading, if you will, because I think people are really excited about that. So, um, yeah, scrub, scrub, stand up. (laughs) Perfect. I love that you said that, too, about just the blog and how you've kind of taken a step back, because I think that's a really important point to kind of portray to people is that say you have a passion and you've kind of had to put it on hold. It's okay to do that. Like there's no shame, Mm -hmm. you know, in that. And you can always jump back into things, especially if you're finding that maybe, maybe you're not able to wake up, you know, an hour earlier during a certain season of your life, say Mm -hmm. during a stressful semester, you know, but you can always pick up with something. I found that with the podcast, I took a couple months break uh, from the podcast and I was feeling a little bit guilty about it. And I have now like picked back up with our weekly episodes and I'm just so amped up. And I realize now that I needed that season of just kind of giving myself some more space to focus on mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. You can always pick back up on those passions. Yeah, exactly. One of, um, one of my favorite quotes is you can do every, or you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And you know, you can do anything that you want to do, but you can't necessarily do it all at once. And I think that, you know, those, those passion projects, be it your podcast or my blog or, um, you know, our side hustle businesses, they should be things that give us life. And if it gets to the point where you're feeling, you know, too stressed out about it or, you know, like it's an obligation rather than something that's bringing you joy, then yeah, absolutely. Like take a step back. And that's kind of how I was feeling with my blog, like similar to you, like I was a little guilty for not um, feeling a little guilty for not keeping it up. But in the end, it was like, hey, like this is stressing me out more than it should be. And, you know, it's more stress than joy right now. So I'm going to step back and you know, I'm looking forward to picking it back up. But right now I cannot do it with joy. So not going to. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And I think it's important for us to realize that as like nurses and future nurses that we have this personality, likely most of us that we're very goal oriented (laughs) and we're very like much perfectionists, right? And for us to not feel like we're completing something or not staying committed to something like that, it really weighs on us more than it should. And people from the outside are looking in like, oh, girl, like you have so much on your plate right now. I understand why you're not doing your blog, you know, but for right. us, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm letting everyone down. So that's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that obligated, obligative <laughs> attitude. <laughs> right. So I'd like to end the podcast with kind of a fun question that I have recently started to ask our guests. And um, the question is, if you have any tattoos, if so, what are they? If you do not have any tattoos, what tattoo would you get? And this kind of stemmed from, I actually named the Nightingale podcast and then realized afterwards that I had two Nightingale bird tattoos on my back. And so it's just a fun way to kind of end the podcast and get to know you more. (laughs) I love that. And I love that it was kind of a a full circle uh, realization for you as well. Um, I do not have any tattoos. Um, my dad told me when I was growing up that if I ever got tattoos, he would write me out of his will. (laughs) And I believed him. Um, (laughs) so, um, I don't have any, but I actually did, um, one of my best friends, Keely and I for a long time talked about, um, 
when we first met our one of the first things we did together in our friendship was climb Mount Shasta in Northern California. And that was kind of my big um, first mountaineering experience. And it was really meaningful in a lot of ways. And so we talked for a long time about getting the outline of Mount Shasta um, on our feet or like on the outside of our foot, but it never happened um, mostly because I kept chickening out. (laughs) So yeah, tattoo free for the moment. Um, but yeah, if I did get something, I imagine it would be um, some sort of mountain or just something to do with nature because that's, um, it's really my happy place. So I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. So thank you so much, Laura, for joining us on the podcast and just sharing a little bit about your journey so far, your future plans, just your vision for self-care for everyone. And it's just been so fun t- chatting with you. Yeah, thank you so much, Dakota. I appreciate it. It's been really fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Nightingale Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe so that you are getting weekly notifications when the new episode comes out. And while you are there, I would really appreciate you leaving a review. And maybe your review will be featured on an upcoming podcast. You can check out all episodes at thenightingalepodcast.com or on Facebook at The Nightingale Podcast.